What do we know about the Green Bay Packers? I mean, really know as we enter 2022. And what don't we know that might be really important? As we enter week one, yes, we made it. We dive into all of that coming up on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Cobb. every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy game made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections based on what you pick, you can win up to 10 times your money. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's Prize Picks with the promo code locked on. So as we enter week one here, it's Packers Vikings. It's divisional rivals. It is everything you could possibly want in a week one matchup. I mean, truly, it is a Vikings, a hungry Vikings team with a new coach and allegedly a new culture, a new identity. They're going to be throwing the ball more. We're going to have plenty of time this week to dig into all the nitty gritty. Our NFC North preview on the Locked On NFL show coming up this week. Be sure to check that out. We're going to have plenty of time to talk this week with Expert Tuesday with everything that's going on around this matchup. So what do we know? What do we know about the Green Bay Packers? And let's start on offense because I think we know more important things about this offense. We know Aaron Rodgers is a tide raiser. We know he can take lesser players and elevate them. We know he is one of the few players in the league who can carry a team by himself, who can by sheer force of will and by talent just be so good that it really doesn't matter who is around him. And I know you have to go back a little ways to to think of the days when they're winning football games with Miles White and Jared Boykin and... You know, you go back to 2015 where it's Devontae Adams on one ankle and Randall Cobb with, you know, like four good ribs and you know Eddie Lacy, who's 30 pounds over what he's listed at because he is is struggling with his football career. And Aaron Rodgers that season in 2015, top 10 fantasy quarterback, put up good numbers. That offense was like above average, but just okay, precisely because. Injuries on the offensive line and the running the running game was atrocious. We know Aaron Rodgers is awesome and has been playing awesome. Now, we, we, we don't quite know what it's going to be like without Devontae Adams for a full season. We don't quite know how this offense is going to change. We've speculated. We've talked about it. That's something we're going to get to. 
We know Aaron Rodgers is a special quarterback. We know over the last couple seasons, he has been the best quarterback in football. It's not up for debate. He's been the best quarterback in football over the last two seasons. And I think we can safely say he is still an elite quarterback. Even if he went through a little fallow period, you know, that's fine. This guy right now, as we enter the season, and apparently he's had a great camp and, and we haven't seen him in preseason, of course, but he's really excited about this offense and what they can be, whether or not that that turn, you know, translates into real stuff. We'll see. We know he's awesome. All right. That is just like we could end the show. Thanks. We'll see you tomorrow. Follow us on Twitter, you, you know, whatever. Like we could just be done because when you have an elite quarterback, you go to the playoffs. An elite quarterback playing at an elite level, you go to the playoffs. That's it. It's done. That's it. You go last year, all the elite quarterbacks, except Justin Herbert, who had a week 18 game with a chance to go. His defense couldn't get a stop. But if you're that guy over the course of the season, you go. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I mean, I think we can even throw Matthew Stafford in that mix. Um, Lamar Jackson, th that team was in the playoff hunt until he got hurt until the very end. The Seahawks only, you know, were not in the mix because Russell Wilson got hurt. So when you look at these top quarterbacks, it doesn't really matter what's around them. They're good for eight, nine, 10 wins, more or less on their own. Okay. Now, how do you supplement Aaron Rodgers? Well, we, what else do we know? We know these running backs are really good. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they're really good. They have Kylan Hill, who they're really excited about, and the practice squad, Patrick Taylor and Tyler Goodson. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, one of the best one-two punches in the league. We don't know what the offensive line is about. We're going to talk about that. But we do know when this offensive line is healthy, if they can get healthy, and that is a big if, these running backs, even if they're not healthy, these running backs are elite this group is elite. Aaron Jones is a top 10 back. AJ Dillon, like last year, if you look at uh, total points, if you look at PFF grade, he was an elite running back last year in a secondary ball carrier role. He was an elite running back on an efficiency basis, on a, on a quality basis. He was a terrific player and we can only expect him to be a terrific player again this season. Offensively, these running backs are great. What else do we know? We know this offensive line, when healthy, is really good. Because Josh Myers last year when healthy, really good. Elton Jenkins went healthy, all pro caliber player. David Bakhtiari went healthy, all pro caliber player. John Runyon Jr. went healthy, a really quality offensive line starter. Royce Newman, like, we'll see what he is. But as a group, I think we can safely say we know this group is going to be good. We just don't know what the status of the health is. What else do we know? Let's look at our defense. Defensively, what do we know? We know the secondary is terrific. Jair Alexander, elite player. Eric Stokes, very good in year one, has a chance to be even better in year two. Russell Douglas was like borderline all pro, got some all pro votes last year. And that's three really good players. 
and two high quality safeties. Adrian Amos, one of the most underrated players in the league, and Darnell Savage, who the Packers think in terms of upside is as good as or could be as good as any safety in the league. We know that this secondary is really talented. We know this whole defense is really talented. We also know they were really talented last year. I didn't I hope you didn't think that all of this the we know stuff was going to be good. We know they're talented. We know they're talented. We don't know if they can actually play week in and week out to the best of their ability. But we know this is a top by personnel. This is a top five defense by talent. Talent-wise, this is an elite defense. Will they be on the field? We don't know. What else do we know about this defense? We know it's been remade to be heavy nickel. Quay Walker was drafted because they want to stick in nickel. They want to be a team that plays four up front, two off-ball linebackers, and then five in the back end. Two interior defensive linemen, two edge players, two off-ball backers, and five defensive backs. Okay? We know that. We know that's what they want to do. Coaches, GMs, players, everyone have said, this is what we're trying to do. Will it work? We don't know yet. We don't know if Quay Walker can actually make all of this work. We don't know if Devondre Campbell can follow up his season. We don't know if Russell Douglas can follow up his season. But that's what the Packers want to be. We know this is the defense, the, the deepest defensive line group that this that this team has had in a long time. And I, I said on Twitter yesterday that I thought this was the most complete defense since 2010, and more complete, in fact, than 2010. Top to bottom, the starters plus the, plus the depth, a better. Defense. Now, I think we can quibble about that. I think, you know, if you include like someone like Nick Barnett and Morgan Morgan Burnett um, before they got hurt and you think about what that could have been for this team and 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 that's, a, yeah, I, I more think of what the team was toward the end of the year because it was that team most of the year with Morgan Burnett being hurt, Nick Barnett being hurt. And you don't have that other guy opposite Clay Matthews. It's Eric Walden. It's Frank Zombo. It's these, these journeyman guys. Well, the Packers have two legit edge rushers. They've got like five defensive linemen. They've got two linebackers, at least one all-pro caliber linebacker, better than anything that they had on that 2010 team. Even though they had Nick Barnett, A.J. Hawk, and, and Desmond Bishop ended up playing awesome football for them that season. And then, yeah, Nick Collins is better than any safety they currently have, but Adrian Amos is pretty close. And Darnell Savage it's just so much better than what Morgan Burnett could have been and what Charlie Pepper was. Corner room, no one is Charles Woodson, but Jair is pretty close, all things considered. Eric Stokes and Tremont Williams, pretty good. And then Russell Douglas. Russell Douglas last year was probably better than almost any Sam Shield season. Now, he did not have to be the number one outside regularly, but he made a lot more plays than Sam Shields ever did in a season. We know this defense is incredibly talented. Can they play to that talent? We'll see. And before we get to the don't knows, we know the Packers invested heavily in special teams. We know that. We don't know that the special teams will be better. We know that they invested heavily in trying to make it better 
there is a big difference. Will they be better? I mean, the preseason did not offer a compelling glimpse to say that it would be. That's not to say that it won't. It's to say that we didn't see it. That's an important distinction to be made. One more thing we know. Okay, two more. But they're related. We know Matt LaFleur is a really good coach. We've seen it. We also know Brian Gutekunst is willing to go make some moves. He's willing to sign a Whitney Merciless. He's willing to aggressively pursue other teams' practice squad players to try and make this team better. And if there are trades out there, he will try and go make them. They tried for Robbie Anderson. They tried for Will Fuller. Ultimately, the price didn't make the most sense for them. But that doesn't mean that they weren't out there trying. Brian Gutekinds will go and give it the old college try. They are going to try their best to win this title this season. Brian Gutekinds has shown that. We know that. What we don't know is if it will actually be enough. All right, we're going to talk about the things we don't know here in just a second. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is an awesome, really fun daily fantasy game. And, and any entry you make, you get to do competing only against the numbers, not against me, not against your friend Dave. Forget Dave. You just have to compete against the numbers. So if the prize picks line is 300 for passing yards for Aaron Rodgers, that projection, you get to decide if you think he's going to go over or under. And you get to put multiple players together and decide where you think those guys are going to land on their projections. And you can win up to 10 times your money on every Entry. Remember, you're not competing against other people. You're just competing against the numbers. Prize picks sets the entry point. They set the projection. You just have to say if you agree with the projection or not. That's it. It could not be easier. And it's not just NFL. They've got NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. We had a crazy weekend of college football. We've got college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, disc golf. Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And it's fun. That's that's the most important thing. It's fun. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up today and play daily fantasy. And when you use the promo code locked on, this is really important. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You put in $100, they'll give you $100. You put in $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN to sign up for that instant deposit match of up to $100. Okay. What don't we know? I want to be charitable on this. I want to be fair because I don't think it's fair to the team to say, we don't know if it's enough. Because that's just like, duh. Yeah, of course we don't know if it's going to be enough. We can't know that until it happens. So, we don't know. If this offensive line is going to be healthy. 
That's a pretty big question. And I know that seems in some ways kind of, you know, it's axiomatic and whatever. But offensive line injuries has been the reason the last two seasons that this team has lost. And you can point to special teams against the 49ers. And I think that's obviously a huge part of it. But no David Bakhtiari against the Buccaneers, against a team that likes to blitz, against a team that wants to bring pressure. And they, I think they got that, that line wrong. I think Elton Jenkins should have been playing tackle in that game. And Aaron Rodgers just couldn't, couldn't get it going until the second half. And by then it was too late. Last year, Dennis Kelly out there when, when it should have been Yash Nyman on the left side and Billy Turner on the right side. And, and they couldn't protect Aaron Rodgers. And that was a big reason why they ultimately lost. Second half of the game, even when they were, they had, they were leading the whole game. And then even when they weren't, they had a chance to go down a couple times. Couldn't do anything with the ball. And part of it was because they could not protect Aaron Rodgers. So. We don't know if this offensive line is going to be healthy. We don't know. I, like, I don't think it matters if we know if David Bakhtiari is going to be healthy to start the season. I don't think it matters ultimately if Elton Jenkins is going to be healthy to start the season. Although I do think in the case of Elton Jenkins, he will be healthy to start the season. I'm, I'm a little less optimistic about David Bakhtiari. I think that's about a coin flip at this point, although he has been practicing. But if those guys eventually come back healthy... I don't have any questions about how effective they're going to be. I just don't. If Ellen Jenkins is out there and David Bakhtiari is out there, this is going to be a really good offensive line. We just don't know if they're going to be healthy. Now, again, I think this is this is a little unfair because no team knows if any position group is going to be healthy or not. But it is the most important question that the Packers have to answer this season. Can this group stay healthy? Will this group stay healthy? It is the question facing this team moving forward. Okay, I'm going to take the cheating one a little bit out of it, but I wanted to I wanted to discuss it because I think it's important as a topic to try and interrogate here. Okay, what else don't we know? We don't know if they're not healthy, how it's going to look. Okay, let's just sort of bucket that together. We don't know if David Bakhtiari is not healthy, how this offensive line is going to look. Are you going to slide on Jenkins to left tackle? Who's going to be the right guard? We don't know the answer to that. I'm going to bucket those together, but I think it's important to say. Okay. We don't know how this receiver hierarchy is going to shake out. We don't know, ultimately, who's going to be the number one receiver on this team. We know going into the year it's going to be Alan Lazard. Aaron Rodgers spoke glowingly about um, Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb and said they have this, they've had these terrific practices and that's all well and good. We don't know if Sammy Watkins can stay healthy. We don't know if Alan Lazard can carry the burden of uh, being a number one receiver. We don't know if Randall Cobb can stay healthy. We don't know if Romeo Dobbs can be anything as a rookie. We don't know if Christian Watson can be anything as a rookie. There are a lot of questions around this offensive line. Or excuse me, around this wide receiver group. It both is the answer. There's a lot of questions around both. Um, and so this leads us to wonder about those two things together. That's why it's on my brain. Because I think Aaron Rodgers with time is going to figure it out. I don't think it matters as much as the offensive line thing. But in the playoffs on third and eight, when you have to convert, you have to have had someone or you have to have a concept. Or you have to have something. Matt LaFleur, scheme something up. 
you have to have some answers to what the defense is going to try and put in front of you. Can the Packers have those answers? We'll see. Did the run defense improve enough? This was a team that played among the lowest box count in the league all season. They were top five in light box count and bottom five in run success in terms of defense. This was a bad run defense, especially when they played light boxes, which is what they did most of the time. So if you're going to do a thing a lot and you're going to be really bad against one facet of offense when you do it and you want to win a Super Bowl, that has to change. Now, it wasn't the thing that doomed them against the 49ers this year. It wasn't the thing that doomed them against the Buccaneers last year. But it is going to continue to be a question in the playoffs, in the regular season against teams that can be balanced. Can you force them to play one-handed? This is a big question facing the Packers. We don't know the answer. They they brought in Jerron Reed. They drafted Devontae Wyatt. I don't know how much of a factor Wyatt is going to be. TJ Slayton has made a little bit of a mini leap here in year two. I think he's going to be a real part of their defensive line rotation. That's really good. That's really useful. We don't know if he can actually help this team this year. What else don't we know? Well, we don't know if there's enough depth on this team right now. And I can kind of answer that. Hello, please pick me. Um, They don't have enough. They need a DB. They need a pass rusher. That's it. That's what they need. And they have to find a way to go get it. Whether it's internally, whether it's externally, you need two guys on defense, I think. But that, that question is still an open one. What can you bring? What can you do? And then the last question we don't know is related to something we talked about in the A block. Is the investment that has been made in special teams enough? Is it enough? Will it affect change? It is not a central question in the outcome of the season day-to-day, week-to-week. I don't think special teams, you know, last year during the regular season, it didn't ultimately cost them games because in the game, like, for example, the Bears game, when when the special teams was truly terrible, the defense helped pick them up. You get the pick six from Russell Douglas, and then the offense ultimately outgunned the Bears with Justin Fields. But in the postseason, you can't get that stuff. That, That stuff cannot happen. So Rich Passaccia, Down Leavitt, Tariq Carpenter, all of the Keyshawn Nixon, all of the player investment that they, they put into this season. Will it actually create material impacts on this team? Will this team get demonstrably better on special teams this year? We don't know. We don't know. Thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. The Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. I mentioned we've got it. We've got it going this week. NFC North coming up here in the next day or two. An eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked on Podcast Network plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked on Bets all combined into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on the Odyssey app, YouTube, 
or wherever you get podcasts. All right. We're going to be back tomorrow, Expert Tuesday. Our pal Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus is here. Zhao Yuduin is back for Wednesday. Opponent Thursday, a.k.a. Crossover Thursday is coming. And then live, uh, live on YouTube on Friday afternoon. We will be there. Go follow us on YouTube, Locked on Packers. Injury report. All the fun stuff, your questions. We're doing it. We're back at it. We're going to have an absolute blast this season. Get excited. Excited. I always get excited about eggs. Love eggs. Get excited. Let's do this. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.